Hey guys, what's up? This is episode four of the Secret Top Ten, and I actually have uh, Seb Godet on my show. Seb is actually a Canadian indie filmmaker. He's done a bunch of movies. Uh, we talk a little bit about that in the very beginning of this episode. And um, you know what? Seb is actually one of my oldest uh, movie-making friends. In fact, the first movie I was ever in uh, was a Seb movie. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we had a lot of fun. Uh, Seb is very funny. Seb loves movies. He loves monsters. And uh, he picked a good category, one that uh, we'll see how I did on. But anyways, enjoy the next episode of The Secret Top Ten. All right, I'm here with, you know what's funny, Seb? Mm. I think I've been saying your name wrong for like the last 20 years. <laughs> I swear to God. Like I heard somebody say Seb. So I was like, Seb Godin, but it's like, what? What actually, how do you pronounce it? Uh, Godin. Yeah, I'm never going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it took me 35 years to say fucking Lucio Fulci right, right? Yeah, I know. And I probably still say it wrong. Uh, yeah, so a little known fact is me and Seb go back a long way. We do. You were my very first online friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. What are you just finding the creepiest people you can find in adding? No, literally, I was probably like 19 years old. You were probably like 14 or something, right? 13, 14, yeah. Yeah, and I actually, the first movie I ever was in was technically Seb's movie. Yeah, my first short film, which yeah. will remain unnamed and unfound. Yeah, hey mom, um, I know I told you to pick me up at 10, but there's this guy, and I don't think he's all there, and I'm really scared for my life right now, so do you think you could come pick me up? Yeah? No? Well, fuck you. I think I was in like three of your early short films that probably will rena uh, remain unnamed, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're still on my internet movie database, though. They're still on mine. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong, son? What's going on, sport? What's wrong, kiddo? Nothing. The kids at school, they just like to make fun of me a lot. Bullies, huh? Yeah. Um, so if anybody doesn't know, Seb is an independent director out of Canada. I sure how many, am. How many movies you directed? Like features or like short features or whatever you want to call them. Uh, yeah. Uh, six now? Six? Seven? Yeah, so uh, like an animator. I never can say that right either. Like animator? <laughs> it's the two weirdest <laughs> words. They don't belong. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I wanted werewolves and reanimator, so it made I, I sense mean, to me. It makes sense. I just can't fucking say it because it's like two words that shouldn't be next to each other. Um, and then what? A, you had a flesh flesh flower was another one. One of the shorts. Yeah, flesh flower. Um, uh, slimoids. Yeah, dinogore. Uh, dinogore, Ouija mummy. Ouija mummy. I haven't seen that uh, one yet. It's, it sounds okay. Joel Joel Winecoop's really good in it. Yeah, um, I love Joel Winecoop. Uh, Blood rites of the vampire. I ordered that, and it comes with the uh, uh, Frankenstein one too, right? Yeah abominations of frankenstein yeah cool i'll have to check those out but uh if anybody doesn't know the secret top 10 this is i think you're the number four you're number Ooh. four on the the list so far so it's basically i invite friends of mine or people i know from the indie film world they throw me a subject and they pick their top 10 from it i do not know the subject and i have two minutes to guess what the any of the movies will be on it i have done absolutely straight garbage they don't have to be movies. They can be kind of like actors or monsters or whatever the fuck they want to do. It doesn't matter. There are no rules. But I've yet to have a complete zero. So, But I feel like everybody's just trying to stump me on purpose, and that's not what's supposed to happen. You're not supposed to just stump me. It's supposed to be for fun. 
Well, I think that you'll at least be able to guess maybe one or two on mine. They're all Japanese, aren't they? Well, you see, I, when I was making this list, I tried really hard to not do that. So there's only a couple that are. Spelling doesn't count, right? No. <laughs> Who needs spelling anyways? This is America. <laughs> well, not for you. You might need it. We don't need it anymore. Okay. It depends on the day. Yeah. So do you want me, do you want to tie me after you give me the, do you, do you have any caveats when you say it? Uh, no, not really. I try to keep things, you know pretty straightforward these are all live action the only thing is that the only thing is that i included two mini series and i wasn't sure if that could count but there you go it There's doesn't the matter yeah but i'll I, time you i also gave you the longest tournament oh did you it's ridiculously stupid perfect okay so you're gonna you let me know the subject and then you can time me my subject is my top 10 uh, favorite female characters in genre films. Are you going to time me now? Yep, timing you now. I'm writing the, some of the movies instead of their character names because I will not remember if that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine by me. Except one is self-explanatory. I remember her name. What am I looking at? You're looking at 35 seconds. In or left? Oh, uh, 40 seconds in. Okay, okay. Oh, man, man, man. Oh. I will never remember their names, so. That's um, fine. I was gonna do monsters and then Dustin did that. You can do monsters, it, it would just be different monsters. Yeah. I, I didn't want to repeat it so early on. Got one minute and three seconds. I got five in. This is where you got me. <laughs> I don't know the character's name. <laughs> I don't even know if female's in that, but I feel like there's a character from it that you like. I wrote this movie every single time. One minute and 48 seconds. Oh, shit. Five, four, three, two, one, two minutes. All right. I have basically half written down, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll go through your list. And we'll talk about the movies if I can, or you could talk about them. Always remember to cut me off if I'm talking, because there's always a lag, and I won't yeah. stop talking. So just cut me off. It's about you. So nobody cares what I have to say. Okay, so uh, should I just start listing them off? Yeah. Okay, so first time I list, <laughs> it was a Japanese one, uh, Nami Matsushima from Female Prisoner Scorpion. Okay. All four movies. All four movies. Now there's a first series of those, and then there's a second new Scorpion series too, right? Yeah, I haven't seen any of the newer ones. These are just the 70s ones. Yeah, I actually have that box set, and I, I haven't had a chance to watch it. It looks awesome. And then like I saw they had the four, 
And then they had like another three. And then there was like another two really cheap looking fucking ones that don't even, you can't even find them with subtitles. I was like, this is fucking silly. Yeah, no, they're great. Um, Second on my list is Countess Maria Zaleska from Dracula's Daughter. Sander, look at me. What do you see in my eyes? Death. We're talking about the Universal movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I saw that, it was when I was like seven years old. <laughs> it's a great movie. You should rewatch it. Well, I hear there's a lot of like lesbian uh, overtones in that movie, like for the first time, right? One of the first vampire films that had it. Yeah. One of the first ones that I would say was like almost explicit about it. Yeah. Uh, number three was Aya Koki from the movie Love Exposure, which I've not watched that one yet because it's nope. seven and a half hours long. It's four hours long. <laughs> but I love that director. He is oh, fucking yeah. insane. Like Cold Fish. I love Cold Fish. Tag. I haven't watched Tag yet. No. I've seen Tag. Cold Fish, Forest of Love. Um, what are the uh, what are the ones that came out? Suicide. Uh, Suicide Club. Club. Uh, and then Prisoners he... of the Ghost Land. Yes. He had two more that came out in 2005, and I watched both of them, and I loved them both because they made my top 10 of 2005. It was um, Strange Circus and Norikio's Dinner Table. I thought were both really good. I need to see both of those. Yeah, he's one of my favorite filmmakers. Love everything he does. Yeah, I have the Blu-ray of Love Exposure, and like the runtime always scares. That and Guilty by Romance, I pick up, and I'm like... Uh, no, dude. They're, they're worth it. Trust me. I'm sure they are. I'm... Okay. Next up on the list is Lady Sylvia Marsh from Lair of the White Worm. There is a legend of an ancient evil. Something's been found in Stone Rig Cavern. A legend that no one would ever believe. Legend has it that Stone Rig Cavern was the lair of the Dampton Worm. Unless, of course, it came right up and bit him. Again, this is one that I have not watched. You're, really that's my favorite ken russell movie you're exposing me here my favorite ken russell movie is the devils but i mean yeah. the devils has oliver reed and he has the fucking big old monologue and i'm just like crying even though he's a terrible person in it Both, it follows the lies lies and heresy the devil is a liar and the father of lies if the devil's evidence is to be accepted, the virtuous people are in the greatest of danger. For it is against these that Satan rages most violently. I had never set eyes on Sister Jean of the Angels until the day of my arrest. But the devil has spoken. And to doubt his word is sacrilege. Powerful, oh, but... powerful actor. Lair of the White Worm, that's uh, the Bram Stoker novel, right? Based on the Bram yeah. Stoker novel? Yeah, with uh, Hugh Grant and Peter Capaldi. Yeah, so it's Hugh Grant. He was, like, embarrassed by that movie afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It's the best thing he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> what about Extreme Measures with uh, fucking Gene Hackman? I don't think I've seen that. I, I doubt I doubt it's as good as Lair of the White Worm. I'm just kidding. I like oh. it, though. Um, my next one is May from the movie May with Angela Bettis. You know how when you meet someone and you think you like them, but then the more you talk to them, you see parts you don't like? Everyone always thought May was different. Jesus, what are you doing? Relaxing. Doesn't it hurt? Ow! You crazy bitch! But really, she was just misunderstood. I need a real friend. 
someone I can hold. Don't be mad. Cla great movie, great movie. Yeah. Um, Anna from Possession with Isabella Johnny and Sam Neill. That movie's fucking amazing. The uh, subway scene with the milk. <laughs> Fuck. Every time I'm trying to show uh, an actress how I want her to act when she's freaking out, I just show her that scene. You're setting the bar a little high there. You're like, here, can you be an Academy Award winning actor? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but I like showing people that scene. It's a good excuse. Yeah, it's a great scene. Um, next up is Hizuru from the movie Tokyo Fist. That's um, the um, uh, Shinya. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's that's like the kind of almost like a threesome, not like necessarily highly sexual, but it has like uh, Shinya, the actual boxer, and the, the female, right? And they're kind of like, yeah. yeah, that's a pretty nuts movie if I remember. I love it. That's my, uh, that's my third favorite of his after Atsuo and Bullet Ballet. I think I am a Haruko the Goblin fan, and then Tetsuo and Haruko are my favorites. But I really like the, um, um, what was it, Kotoko was fucking depressing. That is a rough one to watch. <laughs> it but it's great. It's yeah, it was great. great. Um, next up is the last Japanese one on the list, I promise. It's uh, Uriya from Zaram. Fuck, the main lady in that? The badass lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's great. She's awesome. Um, next is the miniseries one I mentioned. It's Agatha Van Helsing from the recent Dracula miniseries that the BBC did. I don't want to worry you, but the army of the faithful can't seem to look me in the eye. You're naked, and they're nuns. It isn't your eye they're not looking at. Oh, I would never get that. I've not seen that, but I hear good things about it. Oh, I think you'd like it. I think you'd like it a lot. You know how I am with TV. I know, but it's three episodes. I'm watching The Stand for 1994 right now, and it's six hours, and I like I never thought I would rewatch this, but rewatching it now, I'm like having like this soft sentimental bullshit with it. I'm like, I, I kind of like this more than I should. Yeah, I like that miniseries. Jamie Sheridan's awesome. But I mean, there's a, so many good character actors in it that I can't yeah. hate it. Like yeah. Ray Walston. Yeah, Patrick Kilpatrick, Howard Sherman, all in the Joe Bob Briggs, all in the first episode, and I'm just yeah. like, oh man, this is so fun for me to watch. And my last one, I debated including this one because it's from uh, a movie that a friend of ours made, but I'm gonna put it in there anyways. Uh, I'm putting the Gretch from Slaughterhouse Slumber Party. So this is Gretchen. This is a new friend of mine. I met her at Moon's Bookstore. You want to help me keep an eye on the new girl? This is her first time at the slumber party, and she's really cool, and everybody likes her. I don't like the cut of her jib. I'm an excellent judge of character. I got my eye on that bitch. I like these girls. They're nice. Not like my old friends. They were bad. But they're, you know, gone now. Gretchen has unblinking soulless eyes. Eyes of shark. <laughs> I, I love her. She's great in that movie. She's sh sh so good. Such a great monster. She's like Freddy Krueger, but also Beetlejuice. But yes. on a female perspective, which you never get to see in a movie. No, I'm not. You know me. I'm a sucker for lady monsters. So. Yeah. Um. Why no Slipmouth Woman? Oh, that's a that's a fun one. I can't remember who directed that. I think it's the same guy who did Naroy the Curse, which is. It cool. is. 
he made my top 50 favorite directors. It's, his name is ridiculous. It's Shiriyashi or something like that. He also yeah. did um, Occult, and um, he had another one that was really good. Um, my record, record, My Sweet Murder or something. Oh, um, is that Memory of a Sweet Murder? No, or? that's uh, um, the Korean guy. Um, this guy oh. did... It's like uh, on Earth put it out a record my sweet record record of my sweet murder or something like that. It's really crazy. It's it's. I don't lot. know if I've heard of this one. It's kind of in the style of No Roy. No Roy is a fucking masterpiece. It is. That's that's probably my top five scariest movies if I had to make that list. I agree. I, I love that movie. Like it was literally one of the only ones that was like scaring me because as you get older, like you need a detective story to try to figure out the story yourself. And if it yeah. actually makes kind of sense by the end of it, you're like, oh, well, at least they didn't cop out, but. Like, I always use that as a scariness. It's like when you're, like, looking at something and you see it five or six times and you don't notice anything's wrong with it. And then all of a sudden you catch up in the corner. You're like, what is that? There's something wrong there. What is that? And then you realize what it is and you're like, oh, shit. I could. That's terrifying. Yeah, Noroi and Lake Mungo have that effect on me. Now, Lake Mungo is one that I've heard so many good things about, yet I have not watched it. Oh, dude. It's good. Yeah. It's I'll, good. I'm, I'm going to import that uh, new Blu-ray if it's still in print. Okay, I hate your guts, by the way, Seb. But I did not completely fail. I did not fail. Oh, and nice! I, you, I got one right. Which one? Um, I'll go up the list. For number ten, I put Machine Girl. Ooh, that, yeah, you know, I almost put a Sushi Typhoon character, but it wasn't going to be that one. Number nine, I put the girl from Tokyo Gore Police. That would have been the one I would have put. <laughs> I thought so because I remember <laughs> she's this nuts turning into monster. Um, number eight, I just put Lydia from Beetlejuice because I was like, ah, fuck. I wrote it quick. Yeah. This one only made the list because I recently watched this and she was a crazy killer and it was stuck in my head. And two of them I really thought you were going to have on the list that we did. Like we had did a podcast about crazy, like women killers. And we thought mm -hmm. there was two of them that I figured would be on your list. One of them did make it, but the other one didn't. So I wrote the third one from Alice Kills just because she's crazy in it. Oh, I've never seen that one. I don't know if you'd like it too much. It, it's kind of, but... It's a good performance as like kind of a uh, Attack on Titan I just wrote because I remember you guys talking about it. And there was somebody oh. I think you really liked in it, but I don't remember who it was. I like most of the cast in that movie. Um, Audition. I thought you would like the girl from Audition. Who is also the girl from Tokyo Gore Police. <laughs> That's Aishina. Yeah, she does the little like little singing song. I was like, that that would win Seb over. Yeah, I love her too. Um, she was in my first draft of this. This was actually my fourth draft of this list. Fourth draft? Yeah. Well, I should get some. I should get some bonus points for some kind of like picks. Um, I forgot her name until now, so I'm going to say Doctor Poison from Wonder Woman. She was also almost on the list. So <laughs> this, I think, this game is too hard for me to win because the possibilities are like twenty thousand, and I only have ten choices. Doctor Poison's great. She's like the closest thing I've had to like a lady Phantom of the Opera, which is something I've always wanted to see. That is kind of interesting. I don't think there's ever been a Lady Phantom of the Opera. They should do it. Uh, well, I put Sally Ragdoll just because I ran away from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good one. I wouldn't a have lot of people it. like her. She's popular. Yeah. When I do these lists, I always go mainstream because it's the first thing that comes to your head. Yeah, And you exactly. only have two minutes, so you're like, fuck. Um, number two, I wrote May. Oh, perfect. Yeah. You gotta have May. Yeah, I adore that movie. And, and I love that I'm performance. Yeah, she's great in that, and she's actually scary. Like, when she's, like, staring at Jeremy Sisko, I was like, I felt uncomfortable. Like, if I was, like, 15, I'd be like, May's, May's beautiful, I want to marry May. And then when I'm, like, 35, I'm like, yeah. get away from me. That's that's funny, because when I first saw the movie, I was 15 years old, and I had a huge crush, crush on Angela Bettis. And uh, then, 
I uh, rewatched it last year when I was 25 and I thought, oh my God, this is very, very uncomfortable. And <laughs> like, very she's she's yeah. going to kill me. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then number one, I put Anna Alin McCord from Excision. Can you contract an STD from having sex with a dead person? She was almost on the list. The reason I didn't is because it's been so long since I rewatched it that I don't know if it would hold up as much. I just rewatched it. And uh, I didn't watch it since it came out, and it held up pretty well. We, we, we covered that in May, and May and that were both like, I had just watched May like two years ago for something, so I was like, oh, I don't fucking watch May again. Like, not that I dislike it, but you know how that is. Yeah. Uh, but Pauline, I was like... Pauline in Excision is like another character who, like, when I saw that movie in high school, I was like, yeah, like, I had a huge crush on that character. I watched that and May together a lot, and I feel like if I watched it now, it would just be extremely uncomfortable. But she's funny. May's not funny. <laughs> like, no, no. Yeah, that's true. Um, but also, I think the girl from Excision's more cruel. She is. She's a full-blown sociopath. She understands the cruelty she's doing while May doesn't have a fucking clue until she snaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got one. I've yet to complete failure for, um, I think, episode two and three. I only got one. And for the first one, I got five. Kinda. Well, you're. If I had just stuck to one draft of the list, you might have gotten more. Bullshit artist. Bullshit artist. <laughs> All right. Now I uh, debated which tournament to give you, and I first I had one tournament, and I was like, "This would be fun." It was really like it was dumb and weird monsters, and you're gonna have to make them fight, and it had really stupid shit in there. When you if you come back, we'll do that one. But this one, I was like, this is very Seb. So I was like, I, was, I asked Dustin, I was like, which one do you think we go with? He's like, I think that one's more interesting. And I said, yeah, this one reminds me of Seb. And at first I had eight in the tournament. But then I, I stretched it out, added some real stupid shit, and we made it 16. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is 16 Frankenstein monsters, or Frankenstein-style yes. monsters in a fight. Yes, I love love anything Frankenstein-related. I know, I know. So <laughs> Unless it's these... the one from Van Helsing. <laughs> But I he want might, to live. He might make an appearance in this. I'm not saying I'm not saying uh, anything uh, of that. But you're supposed to die. I want to live. Yeah. So the first one up, um, this is first one, is Young Frankenstein. The monster from Young Frankenstein, Peter Boyle. Yeah. And he's gonna go against I haven't seen Young Frankenstein in years, you know what I mean? That holds up. It is I'm very sure it funny. Does. It's Mel Brooks. Yeah. And then oh, we got the Monster Squad Frankenstein versus Young Frankenstein. Do you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Monster Squad on this one. I think that like he just just I, I keep my mind keeps going back to that moment where he grabs Dracula by the collar and sends him flying over and gets impaled on the fence. Like he could easily do that to Peter Boyle. I bet. Bogus. Bogus. Me, me and Dustin yeah. did the same reference. Bogus. Sorry. Tom Noonan moves ahead, takes out Peter Boyle. Okay. Oh, fucking stupid, this next one. Um, it is Blackenstein. Oh, fuck. Okay. With his Afro power. Oh. Absolute terrible movie. It is awful. That I only watched to fast forward to the nude scenes when I was a kid. Yeah, that makes sense. And oh no, it looks like the other joke got in here. And this is going to be Frankenbeans from the Big Bad Beetleborgs television program. 
You're lucky I know that reference. <laughs> <laughs> you would be the only one. You and Dustin, I think. Everyone else everyone else would be like this, like ah, what's his face from Big Bad Beetleborgs wins? He takes out Blackenstein? takes out Blackenstein. I'm gonna throw that out there because Blackenstein's not really a reanimated corpse. He's just a guy who gets injected with something. <laughs> and and what is uh, Frankenbeans doing? He's being an actual Frankenstein-esque creature. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Don't you think he's gonna fall on like six or seven banana peels during this and kill himself? <laughs> you may, well... I'm sticking to my guns here. I just I, I like, believe I, Blackenstein. I, I remember. Didn't he get killed by dogs? He does. Like he's a loser, dude. <laughs> like he fucking sucked. <laughs> Best thing about him was his fro. Yes, I agree. I think an underrated monster performance here is Clancy Brown from The Bride from 1985. I I love that movie so much. I love the relationship that Clancy Brown has with uh, Michael. What's the Rappaport? David Rappaport. David Rappaport. Yeah, he, that, that guy died pretty young. Yeah, that's better than the stuff with Frankenstein and the Bride. Yeah, and he was also in that movie with uh, Rugger Howard. Um, the um, one oh, fuck. It's a um, it's like a strange story where he shows up. I, I reviewed it for Cult Epics. It's a good movie. I mean, like he's friends with him and everything. Rugger Howard's great though. So yeah. And it looks like Clancy Brown from The Bride is actually going to go against The Bride of Frankenstein. Clancy Brown's pretty strong, but I don't know if he could bring himself to kill The Bride. The Bride, on the other hand, in any interpretation outside of the movie that Universal has done, because The Bride's only in it for like three minutes, she, she I don't know, she comes across as very harsh and cruel. I feel like she could like kill off Clancy Brown by just doing the right amount of trickery. So I'm going to go with The Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. Clancy Brown's out. He did seem kind of, like, soft, didn't he? Yeah, like, I don't remember him properly hurting anybody except for Frankenstein at the end. Yeah, but that's Sting. I mean, who doesn't want to kill Sting? <laughs> I watched Dune. He should die. I agree. Okay, this is another joke. We got Lurch, who's not a Frankenstein. No, but he looks like it. Yeah, he's, he's number 16. He's a 16 yeah. spot. What do you want? <laughs> Lurch... Versus <laughs> uh, Frankenhooker. Oh man, it's tough because. Oh man, I don't know if Frankenhooker is much of a fighter, but I like her way more. Um, let me think here. Was Lurch ever shown to be really strong on the Adams family? I'm sure he was, but the question that I would bring up is, is Lurch horny? Because you fuck Frankenhooker, and a, Lurch is not technically a monster, a Frankenstein monster, so if no, he gets he would electrocuted, yeah. would he survive? Yeah, no. I'm yeah, I'm giving this one to Frankenhooker. So we now have established that Lurch is in fact horny. <clears throat> well, he's he's human. <laughs> And nobody, no human can resist Frankenhooker. No, no. Want to okay. date? <laughs> then we have the second most whiny Frankenstein of all time in Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, played by Robert De Niro. Well, that's not a bad performance, though. It's a strange performance. That's a strange movie. It's like almost the perfect movie, and then it just like looks like 20 minutes were cut out. Yeah, like, it rushes to the ending, and also Branagh felt the need to cast himself as Frankenstein. I don't think he's that great of an actor. He's not. He's an okay director, though. He can, like, pull off some nice sweeping epic stuff. 
And there's like only like two or three actors where I'm like, oh, Brennan's good in that movie. I think he's pretty decent in that movie. But there's only like two or three actors where I'm like, this guy's not very good. That are popular, you know. And he's, yeah. he, he, him, I never, I never really understood him because he probably is a bunch of Shakespearean shit that I never watched. <laughs> and it looks like De Niro Frankenstein is going to go against the legendary Tasty Frankenberry. Thanks. And how about some wonderful Frankenberry cereal with oodles and oodles of strawberry-flavored marshmallows. And Frankenberry is part of this good, nutritious breakfast. Here comes Calciocula. Frankenberry. Um, De Niro, like, since De Niro's playing the Mary Shelley version of the character, he's pretty intelligent and ruthless, and he will rip you apart. I'm going to give it to De Niro. Okay. So it looks like poor Frankenberry's dead. Yeah. I'll still eat his cereal, though. Well, once a, once a year at least. I think I think I set these next brackets up. I might have made a mistake <laughs> for the next ones. But in the bag, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. Okay, here we go. The Hammer, Christopher Lee Frankenstein. Nice. Monster. One of my favorites. Very unique looking. Yes, and... I love that makeup. I, a, I tried to recreate that in my Frankenstein movie. It's a good movie because they couldn't use the universal makeup. So they just like came up with that. And it's like, it's weird. When I was a kid, it upset me because it was so creepy looking. The one thing me and Jeremy noticed while watching it was how much Bub from Day of the Dead takes after that performance of Christopher Lee's Frankenstein. I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. And then we have the whiny Frankenstein from Van Helsing. See, that's tough because he, like, he's whiny, but he's like also kind of like robotic, so he's harder to kill. The, the Christopher Lee one comes across as very frail. I hate doing this. I think Van Helsing Frankenstein monster would win. He wanted to live. I want to live. Fucking hate that guy. The only thing worse about Frankenstein in the movie is Dracula. I have no heart, no soul. I feel no pain. <laughs> Jeremy, made, Jeremy made me watch Moulin Rouge. Oh, God. Okay. So now we have the um, sexually confused monster from Andy Warhol's Flesh for Frankenstein. I love that movie. It's a great movie. That review was actually how I first found you, Dave. <laughs> that, I, that was like one of my first reviews ever. Yeah. And he's going to go up against a Herman Munster. Huh. Herman's pretty strong. He like shakes the fucking house when he bangs his fists against the table. I could see him pulverizing the Warhol monster. Okay. So we got Herman Monster. Okay. Get out of here, Frankenberry. You didn't win. Okay, the last two, of course, are the 1931 Boris Karloff Frankenstein. Yeah. How mad would you have been if I didn't put him in? I've been confused more than angry. <laughs> and then the handsome question mark Frankenstein from I Frankenstein, played by Aaron Eckhart. That is a fascinating movie to me. I don't know why it exists, but it fascinates me. I didn't watch it, but you kept saying it was all right, and That's, I was. Curious. I don't. I don't think it's good. I think it's. The thing is, I like stupid, dark fantasy trash. So, like, like the crow, like the crow, sure. But the crow's a good movie. Maybe. 
everyone else likes it except me. I don't care. It, it has Michael Wincott and David Patrick Kelly and John Polito. It's a perfect movie. John Polito's the best part of that movie. <laughs> no, Michael Wincott's the best part of that movie. God damn. No, he's the best part of Dead Man, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay, anyways, uh, Karloff versus uh, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart's like fucking a superhero. He has like those sword things. <laughs> that movie's so silly. Um um uh the karloff movie survived just about everything over the uh monster survived just about everything over the course of six or seven movies so i'm gonna say karloff just because he was proven to be indestructible okay um now we have the next bracket monster squad frankenstein versus frankenbeans from big bad, bad, big bad whatever the fuck battle boys. <laughs> um it, it goes to tom noonan okay now we have the Bride of Frankenstein versus Frank and Hooker, which is a great fight. That is a great fight. I'm going to give it to Frank and Hooker. I could see her just grabbing the Bride of Frankenstein and ripping her head off and then walking away. Okay. Frankenstein De Niro versus whiny Frankenstein De Niro versus whiny Frankenstein from Van Helsing. I'm going to give it to the Van Helsing one. Okay, so he outwined him. He cried him, <laughs> drowned him in a puddle. Herman Monster versus Karloff Frankenstein. Um, Karloff Frankenstein. Okay. And then we have Monster Squad Frankenstein versus Frankenhooker. That's a, that's pretty close. Um, I'm going to give it to Tom Noonan. He'd survive. Okay, and then last, I mean, no, we have Whiny Frankenstein for Van Helsing versus Karloff Frankenstein. I can't let I can't let Van Helsing Frankenstein win. It's going to Karloff. <laughs> Can you explain how the fight unfolds? Sure. Um, Van Helsing Frankenstein sees something that looks vaguely like him. He tries to reason with it, and Karloff Frankenstein goes and starts dismantling him. There you okay, go. done. And then the final fight. Is Karloff versus Noonan. It's weird because in my mind, they're basically the same version of the character. So I'm going to say... I should have asked you this to throw a wrench in your plans. I should have asked, is this the version of the Karloff monster that gets Igor's brain put in its body? Because that does From change. Son of Frankenstein? Uh, that's in Ghost of Frankenstein. Ghost of Frankenstein. Yeah, that was yeah. my dad's. That my dad liked that one. He always used to be like, do the Igor strength of ten men thing. I love. I, yeah, I love that shit. Um, I'm gonna give it to Karloff. So that was a big waste of time, wasn't it? <laughs> I had a good time. I got to talk about Frankenstein for a bit. So. All right. So who is the worst Frankenstein of all of them? The worst, like, version of the character, probably yeah. the probably the Van Helsing one. <laughs> and and Karloff's the best. Oh yeah, well Karloff's so iconic. Like yeah. and like over over the course of the three movies he does play the character in, he gets to show just about every range of emotion. Like if you just watch Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, it's like a great character arc for him. Yeah, yeah. And then he's in the the third one too, right? Yeah, Son. Yeah, Son. And then there's Ghost. Which uh, was Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, and then we start getting into like the House of Frankenstein House of Dracula, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman yeah. ones, and then of yeah. course Abbott Costello, right? Yeah. Like Glenn, that's, that's Glenn Strange, yeah. Yeah, he's Glenn Strange in like three of them or something. Yeah, he's uh, in the two house movies and in Abbott and Costello. Yeah, because uh, Chaney had to play Wolfman 
Yeah. It was weird because when they were doing uh, Frankenstein uh, meets the Wolfman, the original plan was that Lon Chaney Jr. would play dra uh, Frankenstein and the Wolfman. I mean, yeah. they only share like two scenes when the Wolfman jumps at him for half a second. I guess that would even be dumber. What does he think he's? What do they want? Fucking him to be Paul Nashy? He's like, I'll play this character. You can't play everyone. I'm playing the door now. See, that's why Paul Nashy is one of my heroes. He he's played everybody. everybody. Yeah, even if he wasn't right for it. You just did it. <laughs> Even if he wasn't right. I'm playing the damsel in distress too. You're going to have to shave your beard. I'm not shaving nothing. Oh, Lana. <laughs> um, so anyways, what do you got coming up? Uh, in terms of projects? Everything. 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 Um, what are you I, having for dinner? What am I having for dinner? I'm just kidding. <laughs> what else? Um, yeah, well, I just wrapped a short film called uh, Bad Luck Streak in Dancing School. It's like going to be three or four minutes. It's about a dancer in a dancing school who gets attacked by a tentacle creature. Now, is it going to be more Japanese influenced or European horror because of the dance school? Well, that was the idea. Is, um, I was watching a lot of like weird Japanese V cinema stuff, and I saw a movie that Dustin showed me called Gazoo the Thing Forsaken by God. I wanted <laughs> to see that. I, I have a copy on the computer. What a good title. But it's about girls getting attacked by the tentacle monster. And I thought, well, fuck, why didn't anybody ever try to combine this with, like, Suspiria? Because that's how my brain works. It always goes, why didn't X ever cross with Y? So I thought, oh, I'll make that. That sounds fun, honestly. Tentacles and Suspiria. I mean, Faulty tried to remake, um, what, Phenomenon? And that was in the dance school. He tried to make it with Enigma. <laughs> I haven't seen Enigma. I should now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kidding. It's not exactly a remake. Oh. But he's just like, me and Jeremy always joke, he watched it, and it was like, I'll make my own phenomenon. And then he just put snails in it instead of fucking the, the bugs. There's just snails. There's, somebody gets killed by snails in it. I'm not making this up. Later era Fulci's weird to me. I like some of it. Demonia's okay. I like almost every Fulci movie except Manhattan Baby. I like Manhattan Baby. I saw it when I was like 15, like 17. I was just like... This isn't. This isn't right. This is terrible. It's like right in his heyday too, and it's just like this isn't as good as the other ones. Uh, Manhattan Baby has that great part where Christopher Connolly gets blinded by lasers, and then later <laughs> the same lasers shoot back into his eyes and give him his eyesight back. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't even remember Christopher and, Connolly's in it either. And, and he's got like bandages over his eyes, but he's got the glasses over the bandage. What is he, Invisible Man? <laughs> yeah it's awesome there's that really dumb part where for no reason it cuts to this guy who gets in the elevator you've never seen him before and then all of a sudden the elevator crashes and he dies and you're like who was that where did he come from why yeah. is he dead i don't know and it, and it has no ending it's it just stops i called that movie eye shots and laser beams because the whole movie was just close-ups of eyes which Fulci loves and laser beams i mean i love eyes and laser beams so maybe that's why i like that's your next movie eyes and laser beams no the next movie is actually a, a an animated short film i'm doing with dustin yeah that's cool yeah yeah well you also worked on puppet monster massacre too oh yeah that's right uh which i'm very proud of like i think of every project i've ever done that's the one i'm the proudest of having worked on yeah jeremy said the script read he said it was absolutely hilarious oh it's i mean i don't like to sound boastful but the script is hilarious like yeah. dustin Dustin took the ideas that him and I had bounced around for a while and he turned it into something like really freaking funny. Jeremy, he's really good at making like good ideas like Dustin, like actually oh, yeah. like filling them out because anybody can throw like a lot of ideas. Like people always come to you with ideas They're like, oh, it's a good idea. Then maybe you can like make it like an actual script and it's just like, I can't do that. 
like I can't. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna say anything about it just now because it's gonna be a 2023 project, but we're working on a script together for something that would be live action. And, That's cool. Uh, I had like the most basic idea written down for it. And since then it's evolved into one of the coolest ideas. I'm so excited to work on that. That's awesome. And you still got the podcast with Dustin too, right? Yeah. THK. We're going into our final episode for this season. Season. Yeah. You guys cover like, um, uh, Kaiju and other things like that. What's the full title? Uh, THK is Toku heroes and Kaiju Toku being Tokusatsu, which is the Japanese art of live action special effects. Oh, cool. I didn't actually know that. I think I might, you guys said it in the first episode, but my memory is getting old. Yeah, it happens to us. Uh, our episodes range from inane to very insightful. So no, I heard the ones you guys did with the, the zero movies and those were really good. Yeah. Like it, the, yeah, but did you listen to the Final Wars episode? No, but can you really dive? I listened to Attack on Titan too, but Final Wars. All you have to say about Final Wars is I'm Don Fry. Yeah, we talk about Don Fry at great length. Um, <laughs> you know, okay. Did you ever hear the casting history behind that role? No, I mean, it, I feel like they tried to put Haggard from Final Fight in the movie, but they realized he was uh, actually from a video game. So the director Rie Kitamura wanted Jean Reno for that part. No. Yeah. He and wanted he expected to get him. Yeah. And he couldn't get him. So of course Toho, the production company said, well, how about Don Johnson? So they thought they could get Don Johnson for it. And then he said, I don't really like Don Johnson. How about Don Fry? You, you know why Don Fry's got such a big name in Japan, right? Uh, he's an MMA fighter or something, right? Yeah, he was in Pride, which was the big MMA organization. And Don Fry's crazy. Like, I mean, not like actual crazy, but he fight like crazy, right? He yeah. he was a uh, big in UFC. But when he went in Japan, he had this fight with this uh, this other this the Japanese guy who was like he wasn't that like known, but um, they ran at each other. He was real tall, and they grabbed each other and they just started punching each other in the face for like two minutes straight. And it was like one of the most iconic Pride fights. I did not know that. And Don Fry has got like, if you ever watch his like videos where he's talking shit to people, he's like, I'm Don Fry. <laughs> it's so funny. He's so crazy. He's like perfect he, American stereotype for Japan. He brings me a lot of joy in that movie, especially at the end when it's implied he wants to single-handedly fight Godzilla with a sword. <laughs> I remember watching that movie. My friend made me watch that movie years ago, and I just remember being so confused because, like, I had seen like a handful of Godzilla movies as a kid, like him fighting the sea monster and shit like that, and like those movies. Then I saw this, I was like, "This is fucking Star Wars meets Godzilla." I don't fuck. Yeah. I don't know what's happening here. It's exhausting. I think I like it more than Dustin does because it is. It's pretty bad, I think, but I I find a lot of joy in it. I really, I, I enjoy it. It's fun. I watched that one recently. Somebody picked it for a Patreon to have me watch Final Wars, and I enjoyed it. Um, it's um, I don't know. Like as far as like later era or like I guess two thousands era now, Godzilla stuff goes. It's it's got a lot of energy, which I appreciate. Awesome. So I really appreciate you doing this. Hopefully, it was fun. Oh, it was fun. I uh, thank you for having me on to do it. Yeah, I'm surprised it's been this long since I never wanted to do the uh, Zoom thing. Because I was like, ah, the quality and everything like that. That's why I never... But I said, fuck it. Screw it. You know, I did a series of, like, live shows during the first lockdown. And yeah. they were all through Zoom. And it, it kind of varied. But it gave me a little bit more faith in it as a, as a yeah. thing. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, like, I'm, I always cut clips in and stuff, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that makes it a little easier. I probably won't cut anything Godzilla in because you everybody knows that Toho will slap your shit down oh. faster than anything. You say I Godzilla. <laughs> your channel shot down. Yeah, you just got to bleep me every time I say Godzilla. You just put, like, in uh, something funny phrase, like, Godzilla. Yeah. God lizard. <laughs> Not King Kong, but lizard thing. No, the one that isn't Gamera. Yeah. You uh, know, I hope this inspired you to watch Love Exposure, though. You got? I only got four and a half hours. It's only four hours. Okay, let me just pop <laughs> right now. I'll be up till like two o'clock in the morning. I gotta finish yeah. the stand. <laughs> I gotta finish the last hour after this. I gotta watch this ham-fisted religious stuff that I somehow have a soft spot for in this movie, but I hate it and everything else. You know. I remember liking that miniseries. I, I should rewatch it. I have no interest in watching the newer newer one that they no. did. It sounded terrible. I don't know. I just don't. It just sounded like shit. Well, you know, they from what I understand, they cut out all the pre-apocalypse stuff, so it's just about the post-apocalypse. But that's so. the best stuff. I know, I know. Yeah, it's like it's like misery porn. Just watching everybody's parents die, and they're like, "I love you, Dad." You're like, <gasps> I don't. I, see, that's the other thing is I've always wanted to reread the book because I loved it in high school. But the older I get, the less patience I have for stuff that is just misery upon misery. So I yeah. wonder how I feel about it now. Well, I loved Stephen King in high school, but then I got older and like there was a certain point, like like probably like 23 or something where I just couldn't read it anymore. I don't know what it was like. Maybe I thought I was too good for Stephen King or something or I just got burnt out because I read like 10 books in a row. But then like it just didn't seem like it landed. You know, they got really like. I started getting cheap. Yeah, well, you could tell, like, you could tell he just, like, shits out a book a year just for the paycheck. Or, like, two books a year. It wasn't even one of his new books. It was Nightmares and Dreamscapes. And, like, I got through halfway of it, and I was like, I can't finish this short. This short is fucking killing my soul. (laughs) I just couldn't. What's your favorite Stephen King book? Uh, I like the stands. I like the stand, a lot of the stand. But Christine is probably one of my favorites just because the way it incorporates the music in the mm-hmm. opening chapters. What's yours? Uh, Salem's Lot. I haven't read Salem's Lot. No. That's uh that's my second favorite vampire book. Yeah. What's your yeah. first Dracula? Let the right one in. Oh, I never read the book. Oh. Oh man, it's great. Do you like the movie? I love the movie. Then yeah, then read the book. It's great. It's more of the movie. I I've read Carmilla, that va- the first yeah. vampire story. That's a cool story. I, I love Carmilla. I'm yeah. uh before the pandemic hit, I was supposed to direct a stage version of Carmilla. Yeah. I mean, I love vampire lovers, too. And that's surprisingly mm. closer than somebody would think. That's a good one. There was one that was like, I, I skipped it for so long because it came out, directed video over here and had the worst cover art. I think it's called Styria with Stephen Ray. That's a good Carmilla adaptation. Stephen Ray is a pretty good actor. He is when he wants to be. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen him do a bad job, but I don't think, you know what I mean? I can't think he, of any, really. He just, sometimes he comes across as looking bored. Like, you can tell when he's not into it. Yeah, like Bruce Willis? Yeah, but Bruce Willis doesn't act anymore. He doesn't give a fuck at all. He was no, like the he, best he actor ever, and now he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I re- it's weird to think of a time when Bruce Willis was, you know, Bruce Willis. When he was like yeah, headlining like, big movies and he was like fun to watch. Like I'm going to see the new Bruce Willis movie. And then like circa like 2006, you're like, 
what's this piece of shit? And it's like Bruce Willis on the cover, like all photoshopped, <laughs> not even fucking there for the photo shoot. Uh, 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 YouTube channel I follow did a video about the recent slew of Bruce Willis stuff and like some of it's so miserable. And then I tried to watch one of them just out of morbid curiosity. It was the worst kind of hell. I'm pretty sure there's worse hell than Jack. <laughs> like you're just being so yeah. hyperbolic right now. Yeah. Like, Man, I'll tell you what. People think war is hell. I'm telling you, Bruce Willis movies post 2010. Now that's hell. I am hyperbolic. You can tell any. You can ask anybody who knows me. I I over exaggerate everything. I'm the worst over exaggerator. I'm like literally that guy's 800 pounds. You're like he's he's 110 pounds, Dave. <laughs> Uh, I'll let you go because we're just babbling on about nonsense, which is what I do because yeah. I never know how to stop talking. Yeah, that's fair. Neither do I. All right. I appreciate it, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, dude. I hope you have a good one. You too.